From Letourneau University, this is Story Hunt. I'm Alex Smith. As you may know, this podcast is new, very new in fact. This is the first official episode. But there are a lot of new things going on here at Letourneau. If you know anything about Letourneau University, you probably know it's a polytechnic school with massively reputable programs in biology, computer science, physics, and engineering. Hopefully, you know that Letourneau is foremost a Christian university. Maybe you've heard of our namesake, R.G. Letourneau, and his earth-moving machines. But when you think of Letourneau, you probably don't think of journalism or podcasting, and you may not think of fine art. But things are changing. We're growing, expanding, and so we're doing new things. This podcast is one of them. Fine art at Letourneau is another. This semester, Letourneau hired Dr. Jim Taylor. I met him in his office the other day, and we talked about music. Dr. Taylor has a long history with music, especially as a professional. But his passion for art, the beauty of music, and the joy and the struggle that come with communal practice has never faded. Here's Jim. I am the Director of Fine Arts and Associate Professor of Music. It is a new position that has just been created this fall. I started with music, uh, playing rock and roll as a teenager, and then uh, started going to music school. I had a career as a full-time church musician for over 20 years, doing choirs and contemporary and traditional churches and orchestras and such. Uh, our American folk song for today will be, let's see, Jimmy Crack Corn. I don't care. Does anybody know that? No. Nope. No. Uh, I think it goes, Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. Where does it go from there? And this is close enough. After our kids were grown, I went back to the university and got a doctorate in choral conducting and for the last eight years have been director of choral activities at Kilgore College. When I was first a Christian, um, I was stunned when I first went to music school to learn that American pop music is just a very tiny blip on the whole history of music. And so as my, as my vision expanded, I uh, started seeing more of uh, the beauty that God had put into music and fell in love more and more with what we would call classical music or art music. Even though I still love playing guitar uh, and singing oldies, uh, Eagles and Beatles and stuff on the weekends at uh, Enoch Stomp Vineyard and Winery not far from here, um, I do that for fun, but but my, uh, my taste just started changing. And when I entered church music, um, it seemed as though I'd been perfectly prepared for it because, you know, growing up doing rock and roll meant that I could do contemporary church very authentically. And yet with all my studying, you know, I could do various uh, kinds of music. My, my training was as a composer and as an arranger and record producer. So I was uh, trained to have other, train other people to do things. You know, I just love, I love the rehearsal kind of uh, 
fun of a choir. I love the, the you're laughing and joking, you're you're honing, you're tweaking, and you're uh, constantly getting better in the fellowship and all that. And I also think it's a shame that in contemporary churches there's a little praise band way up there, but children aren't growing up singing in children's choirs anymore. Um, you don't have adults unless the adult choir is an extension of the praise band. And so, you know, it's, uh, so I just realized, I saw the writing on the wall, you know, in the early part of the 2000s, you know, the early part of the millennium, and just saw the amount of church gigs that really have evangelical church gigs that use choirs in a traditional way, just, you know, deep bleeding. It's like, uh, a whale oil salesman after Thomas Edison invented the light bulb. You know, you better get another gig, you know. So that's when, after our children were grown, I decided to uh, make a a bold uh, gamble and went back to the university in my 50s. So, um, but, you know, the Lord blessed it, and, you know, uh, here I am. Let's try it, acapella. It's really oh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> So I have probably planned mm, maybe a thousand worship services uh, and done, uh, you know, many concerts. I have to say that my gifts are more as an artist than a music minister. Even though I did it for so long, my mind has always been attuned to the music and it was always very important that it be beautiful and that we do it as beautifully as possible my first concern is it's not as though i'm really as moved to uh make these people out there worship and and i've felt guilty about that for years that that really my love was more for the music itself so it seems as though my gifts are um in being able to fill other people with the enthusiasm that I feel for the beauty uh, of music. And often, it's not just the the sounds uh, themselves, but it's the words wedded to the, to the music. We were rehearsing something last fall in my community chorus, and there was this one particular passage that was a climactic kind of a thing. And, and we were in rehearsal, and... I just was crying my eyes out the whole page. Um, I couldn't help it. It was, it was just, you know, it just was so beautiful. I can't even think of it now without crying. It was just so awesome. And uh, so, um, you know, that seems to be uh, my, my gift. But um, as far as uh, different I can be pretty analytical, too, and analyze what is wrong with something and how it needs to be better and all that. Bach. Bach was uh, a pietist, and the pietists believed in, in uh, a very conservative, very biblical theology, and an earnest and vigorous Christian life, and 
um, and yet his music was so complicated. And, you know, he, he resisted those who tried to tell him that he was writing too many notes uh, in different locations. He, he left a church gig because they wanted him to simplify his music. And it would be easy for him to say, well, you know, I guess the authorities over me are telling me to do this. But he felt called to represent God uh, through the complexity and through the order of his music. Um, there, was, uh, there was a pull against uh, order. There was, there was uh, just a movement against that kind of thing. And he felt that, that by his music, by the structure of his music and um, all of the symmetry and other things that he put into his compositions, that that really glorified God. He was one of the composers that we know really understood the gospel. And I, I have always told my choirs and classes that, you know, you might as well get used to Bach because when we get to heaven, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's going to be seated at the harpsichord uh, leading the music. At the end of our interview, in walks our boss. That's the Dean of Education, Arts and Science, Dr. Larry Frazier. I asked him why we decided to add fine arts here at Letourneau. Dr. Taylor answers too. First, here's Dr. Frazier. The arts have always been a part of Letourneau. Uh, so it's not as if we're doing things brand new. It's just a point of emphasis to bring in someone like Dr. Taylor with his background, uh, stronger cons- institutional investment. And really the point is... To, to create a better learning environment for students, for faculty, for everyone. And the arts have a way of cultivating parts of the human experience uh, that no other, no other discipline can do. And to look at it from a Christian perspective as God's creatures, as, as God's creative work, that's part of who we are. And so to leave that part of the human experience untouched, basically, I think we are, we're losing a major part, not only of what it means to be an educated person, but what it means to be Christian men and women. And so it's important to have that environment. And it's a great, it's a great outlet for students beyond the enrichment they get from, from, you know, witnessing or from being exposed to these, you know, artistic, you know, music or whatever, but the, the opportunity to perform, the opportunity to spend uh, an evening uh, with someone like Dr. Taylor uh, learning to sing. I mean, there's a, just from a practical standpoint of quality of life, uh, uh, I think it just creates a better environment all the way around for students. The um, mission statement of the university says that it's a comprehensive education. So I, I agree with what Dr. Frazier said, that it does seem as though it would be a good fit. Um, another uh, another reason for adding fine arts to Letourneau, I think, is that uh, there has been data in recent years to show that students sometimes go to other STEM universities where they have plays they can act in or choirs they can sing in or art classes they can take. And so uh, it's been a perceived uh, lack. And so I see one of my uh, missions is to not only enrich student life, but 
to spur enrollment. So I'm, I'm pleased to say that I've found that there's one student who's here because I'm here that wouldn't have been here otherwise. She's an art student, and we haven't quite got art yet, but <laughs> if, if we can come through in January with something for her, I'll be very pleased. Story Hunt is a production of Letourneau University's College of Education, Arts, and Science. It is produced by me, Alex Smith, with help this semester from students Brian Scott and Daniel Marino. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. We'll see you soon.